Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Eye on the Future with your host, Lady Fontaine, co-host Dr. Jean Cirillo, Joanna Sanchez, and Frank Cadaro. This is Eye on the Future. Now, Dr. Jean Cirillo. All right. Thank you, Frank. This is Dr. Jean Cirillo, half of the team. We're waiting for Lady Fontaine. Uh, She's uh, had a small delay, but she'll be with us later. We're here to answer your questions on love, life, career, whatever's on your mind. The phone lines are open. We'll be taking your calls shortly. Give us a call, 646-381-4141. That's 646-381-4141. And we've got a great show in store for you tonight. Later in the show, we have the author and celebrity astrologer, Ray Setti, he's a phenomenal astrologer. He's here to tell us about astrology and what to expect for the rest of 2010. And Ray will be taking calls with me on Dr. Cirillo and with Lady Fontaine later tonight. So once again, you can give us a call, 646-381-4141, to speak with me and Lady Fontaine and Ray Setti. The switchboard's already lighting up, and we're waiting to take your call. Dr. Cerullo, so, do you? I wanted to ask you, do you follow your daily horoscope? Yes, I do. Well, not daily, but I follow it, let's say, on a weekly basis when I get a magazine. And, and yeah, I look at it most, most of the time I, I catch it. How about you? Uh, uh, pardon the interruption, but uh, Lady Fontaine is with us now. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I'm Yay. listening. I'm enjoying it. Um, I knew you were coming. <laughs> we knew you were coming. Your well, horoscope said so. Uh-huh. You were a little late, but you were coming. No, it was, I like this. I think you guys should open the show all the time. I think this is great. But Uh-oh. but so so you do follow you do follow your your horoscope to some degree. To some degree, yeah. How and about you, Lady Fontaine? I don't. I really don't. Um, I'm not saying that I don't believe in it because so often it is so accurate, but I just don't. I don't know why. Um, do you, Joanna? I do. I've always been so interested in astrology. I don't so much the daily because I believe that when you get your chart done, it's much more specific, and that interests me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I, I I, for fun, once in a while, I will open the paper and uh, and read my my horoscope or such. But someone did my chart based on the time of my birth and all that, and it was really eerie. I have to say, yeah, it, yeah. they hit the nail on the head some in, in some very bizarre things that people wouldn't think of. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. I I, I heard an astrologist tell me it's really a blueprint for your life, and and she was so adamantly set on this, you know. So um, and some and my other friend tried to debate her on it and she kept listing all this specific stuff that she knew from somebody's chart and it was amazing wow yeah yeah so um so i'm excited for our guest too 
Well, and yes. <laughs> I mean, that's why that was a perfect, perfect uh, segue. It was a perfect question. But I'm just curious, out of curiosity, though, Jean, because I, uh, Dr. Cirillo, I know because you um, are somewhat of a skeptic, how are you with psychics? Well, you know, I, I'm okay with psychics. It, it depends. I mean, I believe in the sixth sense as being maybe what your unconscious pulls together, that you might not be intellectually aware of it, but somehow your emotions and your senses that are active when, when you're not fully conscious pull a bunch of things together and, and will come up with things, the intuition. That, that you you couldn't think about if you just looked at your conscious mind. If we had only our conscious mind, you know, we'd, we'd be dead because we're scanning our environment constantly. So that's what I really think of. And some people have developed that ability and, and that uh, intuition and, and their unconscious and their willingness to listen to it better than others. That's the way I see it. Well, have you ever, so then you, have you ever gone to a psychic or asked a psychic I've gone to joke psychics. I, when I say joke psychics, I mean like at a carnival or in a bar. Uh, I have had, though, I don't know if you consider astrology in the same vein, but I, I have had my natal chart done when I was 15. I told Lady Fontaine this. I, you know, I gave her my time of birth. I had my friend's brother do it, and at th- at, in those days, there weren't really computers that could do it, so he had to work with all the books, mathematical equations. You like had to be a mathematical genius to be able to do natal charts, and it took about a week to do each one. For five dollars, he did it, and we went through it. And I mean, some of the some of the things were really accurate. Although it did come out that my ascendant was Sagittarius, and I had it done in two minutes by somebody. Uh, on the phone, and he said it's really Scorpio, same as my sun sign. Mm. But one thing that really struck me then, I never forgot, because don't forget I was 15. Mm-hmm. My Mars is in Pisces, and it said that therefore my life would be a constant struggle for popularity, mm-hmm. which would rarely, if ever, be achieved. Now, I mean, tell that to a 15 year old. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> well, I but it hit the nail on the head, it did. Well, I think you've achieved so much. Popularity? Yeah. I don't I, I think I've achieved quite a bit in in some areas and he did tell me I would have some straight t- some heavy life after age 40 and it has turned out to be, mm. but I still don't think I've achieved popularity maybe with with people that are into what I'm into. I I always get along well with psychics, with spiritual people, with uh people in my field, but sometimes, you know, the alpha male or the women that uh, suck up to the alpha male, I, I never seem to get along with that crowd. Well, there's always going to be people that you don't get along with, but um, it'll be interesting because, um, you know, next week we're also going to have some information about all of us disclosed. Um, you promised, yes. You uh-huh, promised to give our Absolutely, absolutely. So it'll be and it's going to happen see. on the air? Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously not real, real personal stuff, but without a doubt, um, you know, um, there, hopefully we'll get some basic idea and overview of who we are and what's coming up for each of us. So that should be really interesting. Can't wait. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so for today, though, um, I want to talk about really living the life that you desire. 
And that's really the question that I have for, for all of us. Are, are you living the life that you desire? If not, ask yourself this very important question and be honest with yourself. Do you trust yourself? Because it's impossible for you to trust others if you don't trust yourself. The place to start with trust is always with you. Start by keeping promises or commitments or resolutions you make to yourself. Start by listening to that inner knowing within you. Always be true to yourself. As you learn to trust, you will draw in rich and meaningful experiences to support this trust you have from within. As the law of attraction teaches us, when we radiate trust from within, we draw in experiences that are trusting and safe. In order to live a rich and complete life, the trust process begins with you. Dr. Cirillo, do you have any suggestions for people on how they could really learn to trust themselves? Well, I think one of the things is you have to get in touch with and follow your intuition on small ventures. You know, if you don't trust yourself to make life decisions that could uh, have repercussions financially, socially, uh, family-wise, health-wise, then then take a chance on something small. Let's say if you're thinking, should I go out with this person or not, why not say, well, I'll take a chance. I'll have one date. If it doesn't work out, you know, I, I can pull back there. Or, or you know, I'll, I'll try to uh, be a substitute teacher, and if I like it, then I'll look for a job in that school. Um, you know, take chances in small ways, and then you build up on your trust when you see that sometimes your instincts and your emotions and your first impressions are really right. The best way to trust yourself is to, is to escalate the amount of risk that you're taking and at the same time to have some kind of a safety net or security because you really can't trust yourself if you're out there over the cliff all the time. But uh, if, if you're over the safety net, you say, all right, you know, I'm going to risk uh, $10,000 that I can afford. I'm not going to risk money that's going to send me and my family into the street or, or bankruptcy. That's, that's a foolish risk. That's how you learn to trust yourself, by taking acceptable risks and having success and starting with the small ones and always having some kind of a safety net or limiting the risk. That really is good advice, and, and, and it probably is like everything else, almost to take those baby steps first and to build that level of, you know, like, gee, I can do this, you know, starting with something small and then have it really evolve into being a way of life. Because unfortunately, you know, when we're radiating, um, you know, not even trusting ourselves, it's going to be almost impossible to trust anybody else. And that's where I feel, um, you know, we, we most of us end up going wrong is that we look around us and go, ah, I can't trust him, can't trust her or, you know, uh, blame everything around us rather than looking at the core being within ourselves. Well, I think, you know, you can look at it better when you see the way you feel about somebody else. Picture yourself getting on an airplane and the pilot is saying, oh, my God, where did I put this? What did I do with this? Oh, I hope we don't get lost. Ooh, this is broken. <laughs> Whatever it is, he or she might be just thinking out loud. Like you're saying, oh, my God. 
I don't trust this pilot to uh, to carry my life in, in their hands. And the reason you don't trust them is because they're coming across like they're worried and they don't trust themselves. That's why the best salespeople, if they don't trust themselves, they fake it well. But because they seem to trust themselves and they seem so sure of themselves, that attitude becomes contagious and other people trust them too. The scary thing is, though, if you come across insecure, the other, the rest of the people are going to feed that back to you, like you said, mm. with the reciprocal universe, and they're not going to trust you either. That is so true. It is so, so true. And it's so important because people don't realize that really everything we do in, in, in any given day, there's some level of trust involved. Um, you know, I mean, even little things as far as, you know, when you when you get into your car and you turn the key, um, you're not thinking about, oh, God, you know, is the car going to start or is it going to get me where I need to go? You just trust that, it, you know, it's going to turn on, that it's going to take you to your destination, et cetera, et cetera. So in general, you know, I find, and uh, you know, even in developing that inner ability to be able to um, follow your own intuition or to be psychic or something of that nature all starts with really being able to trust yourself. And so often we have a little voice going on off inside of us, and when we constantly ignore that or we doubt ourselves, um, we're sending out again that, that, that energy of lack and not that energy of being true to yourself. I mean, if you have this little voice going on inside of you, saying don't, 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 and you ignore it and you it do. It speaks in the second person. It's usually a parent. It says you this, you that. You can't do this. You're going to mess up. Right. And that's the voice that you have to say, no, I won't. I know, and that's hard. And and is that because, Dr. Cirillo, is that because in our childhood that's what we hear and we're not told and taught to really trust our own intuition and our own selves? Well, you know, at some point we, we were all told that, but I think people who were told that too much, like I had a patient, she said she was always anxious and afraid, and she remembers that whenever she would be in the water, now this is like two feet of water, it wasn't over her head, every time she would start swimming or she'd go away from the side of the pool, her mother would come to the side of the pool and go, ah, ah, be careful, be careful, and, and all she ever remembers is her mother looking out the window or being by the pool, you know, being afraid. Every time she fell or almost fell, it was a catastrophe. It wasn't an opportunity to get up and keep going. Mm. So she later on became a very anxious person. And if we were raised that way with someone who loved us but was overly concerned about protecting us and keeping us safe rather than helping us grow, often we internalize that. And then what happens is we don't get practice. So when we try to do something, we, we might not do it well, and we might fall the first time. But unlike the, the kid who had the parents said, okay, come on, you're fine, get up and do it again, you know, we're not as likely to get up and do it again. We just say, okay, I fell. You see, that proves I, I can't do this. Forget about it, you know. I've got to just stick with the boring thing that I hate or without a relationship or with a relationship I'm not happy in because only security is there. You've got to have some security to trust yourself especially if you never trusted yourself much before. But if everything is security, eventually you might even wind up losing that. That's what you have to remember. I agree with that 100%. I it's really easier do. said than done, of course, it because we're talking about long-standing patterns. 
isn't everything in life, though. Yes. Do we well, have Do we have callers? I, I think well, we have at, callers waiting. At, at this time, I'm going to introduce Lisa Elvis Terry's weekly astrology astrological starlight report. report. Aries, it's time to turn down the noise in your life. Focus on things not seen this week. Instead, turn your energy inwards to gain a greater understanding of things around you. On the 23rd, your insight and directness will help you in a professional matter. You really will feel in the driver's seat on this one. Taurus, friendships and what they mean in your life are on the table this week. On the 22nd, a professional contact may be more than their worth. Your ability to bring order out of chaos wins big on the 23rd. A minor romantic spat or family quarrel may upset you on the 24th. Try not to make too much of it. Gemini, your star is on the rise, dear Gemini. Realize, though, that you must put forth in the universe what you truly desire and allow it to come to you. On the 22nd, avoid negative naysayers at every corner. Stick to your vision. Your ability to negotiate and talk bottom line will impress others on the 23rd. Cancer, the sun moves into your travel zone this week. And though you are the zodiac's homebody, suddenly you want to be anywhere but here. Try to get away to gain some much-needed perspective soon. On the 23rd, you are able to truly express your feelings to a loved one. You breathe a sigh of relief. Leo, your lion's roar will be very loud this week as you focus in on joint assets and budget concerns. You need to build a true plan for financial success. And on the 23rd, you and a partner sharpen your pencils and figure out what needs to be done. On the 24th, find some time for romance. It will do your heart good. Virgo, the focus turns to your nearest and dearest as the sun moves into your marriage and partnership zone for the next few weeks. Money matters are not smooth on the 22nd. Do your Virgo thing and make it right. On the 23rd, love with a capital L is calling. Answer the phone. Libra. Work issues and opportunities dominate this week as your Libra scales weigh the pros and cons of something. The issue of fairness is a big deal for Libras, and you may have to deal with that as well. On the 23rd, a real estate or domestic issue is resolved and helps you move full steam ahead with your plans. Scorpio, spring fever will hit you early this year, and you are definitely feeling more romantic and passionate than usual. Your ruler Pluto smiles at the sun on the 23rd. You are able to truly express your most profound feelings. Love truly is the most powerful force in the universe. Sagittarius, focus on your home and family this week. There are a lot of projects and plans that you have been putting off. These new next few weeks are an excellent period for renovating and redecorating. Money issues are resolved around the 23rd, and you are able to truly sink your teeth into a new project. Capricorn, your productivity and efficiency are the key focus for you this week. It's time to truly take a look at your schedule and routines and see where you can eliminate, improve, or change things around. On the 22nd, a boss is definitely not pleased. Try to figure out why, and you'll have them smiling. Aquarius, as your birthday period ends, you are ready to tackle money and money-making projects. How much does it cost, and how much can I make are critical this week. On the 23rd, secret information is passed along to you that clarifies the hidden motivations surrounding a project or person. Listen carefully. Pisces, happy birthday, Pisces. You are definitely feeling the new energy as the sun moves into Pisces on the 18th. Time to step into the spotlight and truly claim what is yours. 
On the 23rd, a friend is a powerful ally as you fight for something you truly believe in. People may be surprised at how passionate you can be when you truly believe in something. This is Lisa with the Starline Report. Always remember to follow your star. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to have another great <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I guess, you know, and she brought up for me something so interesting, really um, having to really tell the universe what you want and right. then basically just sit back and wait for it to happen. I know it's not quite as easy as that, but ooh, I mean, I love this. I just hope she's right on all this stuff. Well, wait till she, wait till she gets more specific with the charts and the times and everything. That I know. That's really wild. I know. It It is, you know, I, I mean, it is really amazing. I mean, I've always been very fascinated by astrology. I really, really have. And that's why I'm excited that tonight we have a really great guest and um, next week as well. I mean, really, I, I think we've got the creme de la creme as far as astrologists with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They give a doctorate in astrology, an A.D. There are schools that provide that. Oh, is there really? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's recognized by the general public, but there, there is a way to get a doctorate in astrology because it's almost at the deeper level as complicated as astronomy. Yeah, I don't doubt that. That's interesting. We'll have to check with Ray, you know, this evening and, and, and see if he can give us some information on that because I didn't know that. That's very, very interesting. But mm-hmm. I want to mention that the phone lines are open, so please call us at 646-381-4141 to speak with me, Dr. Cirillo, and tonight Ray Setti is going to be taking calls along with us. Um, we're here to answer all your questions about love, relationships, and life. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. Well, I am so pleased to introduce the phenomenal celebrity astrologer and author, Ray Setti. Hey, Lady Fontaine. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I'm so thrilled to have you here. I've actually been waiting, um, you know, with great anticipation um, about having you here tonight. I'm really anxious to learn a little bit more about you. So can you tell our listeners what you do and how you do it? Well, I'm a psychic astrologist, what I consider myself. I'm formally trained as an astrologer. However, since I was very young, I know I noticed about myself that I was very, very intuitive. I would see spirit energies when I was very young, and I always had a sense of knowingness, had a sense of intuitiveness. And once I began studying astrology um, in, in about probably a little more than 25 years ago now, I began to incorporate the two together. And it was very... You know, astrology was something that was very easy for me to learn. You know, I believe that we can all learn astrology if we have the desire to learn astrology. The intuitiveness for me helped bring it all together. Not only do I look at the charts and I analyze the planetary cycles and the planetary movements, but I also trust my instincts when I'm looking at those charts, um, you know, and I'm guided in that way as, as, as to how I come to my conclusions. So... You know, getting to where I am right now has been something very organic and very, very progressive uh, for me. And I think it's, um, you know, it's come together so much for me because I have a great love of astrology and metaphysics and, you know, all this stuff. And I think that we are living in some very powerful times right now, you know. And um, I, I believe that our own spiritual shift of consciousness is what's going to be changing in these next few years. Mm. 
So, so um, how did you actually get started in this, though? I mean, I, I know that you said that you've been intuitive and you had this mm-hmm. this real desire, but was there a defining moment for you, you know, or I, was it just I a have, process? I have to say it was something very progressive for me. You know, um, I had always had an interest in, in parapsychology, in metaphysics, and I allowed myself to discover and explore these t- subjects. So it was very, very progressive for me. Um, however, you know, through most of my adult life, I did work in corporate America. Uh, the defining point that, you know, when I said, you know what, I think I want to really pursue my career full-time as an astrologer was right after um, 9-11 because I wanted to really do something to make a difference in the world and to inspire humanity to see past all, you know, these experiences that we were having that were very negative. And once I made that decision, it was very progressive with, you know, um, in the process of how I got to doing this full-time. So, you know, there were some defining moments, but for the most part it was very organic. Mm. Would that have been predicted by the charts in any way? I always wonder, is there anything leading up to it in in retrospect, in hindsight? I, I saw the shifts and changes taking place in my life. You know, however, whenever, you know, when I first meet, meet, with, meet, with, meet with a client, the first thing I'll say to them, you know, is that I want them to be very aware that they have a free will. You know, and when I look at charts, you know, when I look at astrology, I see it as being potential. You know, I don't believe that everything is, that things are predetermined, that everything is written in stone. Otherwise, that says we're just kind of like living out a script. Mm-hmm. When I look at an individual's chart, whether it's a chart for an individual or for, for the world, you know, I'm looking at potential. I'm looking at possibilities that could um, come to the surface based on planetary cycles, planetary activity. So in my own life, I saw the shifts that were taking place, how they were precisely going to happen, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I saw that there were times when I was going to make decisions um, based on awareness that was coming to me, so I did see the possibilities of these things coming to pass. Um, you know, we talked about free choice last week, and it's a, it's a subject and a topic that I talk about often because it's not like it's, – it's, it's a concept I think that people do not understand mm-hmm. um, with readings or with any sort of predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is that, that, you know, that concept of free will. I mean, there's nobody who can tell you exactly what will happen. I mean, when any of us read, it's really about looking at one or one of the most likely outcomes, but all we have to do is change our thoughts or change our actions and that's going to most likely change the out, the outcome. So it, it's an interesting concept. But my my question on on Dr. Cirillo's question was, Dr. Cirillo, did you mean about 9/11? Was there anything? Yes, that's yes. what I that thought. Was, was, were that's, there any right. were there any uh, predictors that even if somehow you didn't see them and nobody saw them obviously or, or did anything and, and drew the proper conclusions afterward, could you look at the the stars and uh, predict that something of that nature was going to happen. Well, actually, uh, one of my mentors did see something happening around that time. Mm. And I'm actually, if you read my predictions for this coming year, I also see some possible um, situations, circumstances uh, similar to 9-11 at certain hot times during this year, which I talk about during my, in my predictions for this coming year. So, yes, you can certainly see you know, these, the, the possibility of these events coming to the surface. Mm, well, I definitely want to talk about 
um, you know, what you feel for the rest of this year. But before we do, um, I, I'm intrigued with your book, The Planets Align So Rear, The Twelve Dimensions of Human mm-hmm. Potential. It seems to me to be a little bit different um, than, than some books on astrology. Can you well, explain to us really the concept sure. of the book? Well, it's not really about astrology. It's based on astrology and metaphysical principles. And these, these dimensions of potential that I talk about really are energies that are encoded in all of us. These are, you know, like I said earlier, when I look at a chart, I see, uh, I see the chart as being an individual's personal potential. And I talk about all these, di- these, di- these 12 facets that we all have within us and how we can choose to elaborate on those facets and understand them and really become creative and dynamic when we really understand what our true potential is for us, and that's something very, very personal. You know, I, I, I talk about inspiration and spirituality because I really believe that we are spiritual beings, and the understanding of spirituality is something that is really integrating into our society, uh, especially right now. Well, do you give any, you know, I guess what I want to say is specifics, though, on, on how to really reach your full potential? I, I, I offer possibilities based on my own life experiences and my understanding of metaphysics and, and um, uh, astrology. So I will offer an individual possibilities and, you know, suggestions. And really, you know, what I try to do is to have an individual, you know, Make, up, make your own decisions. You know, you don't have to take my word for it. I'm going to offer you some suggestions. Really think about what's going on in your life. You know, experience and come to your own conclusions. You know, you don't have to take my word for anything. I'll offer you some suggestions and some inspiration with what I know works for me. However, I'm offering to you, find out really what works for you, for you personally, and understand your own potential. So I'm really... Um, inspiring the individual to think for themselves, you know, and not necessarily take my word for something. Well, how do you do that, though? If, I mean, uh, I'll give you, you know, for, go for, ahead, go ahead. For, for example, the first chapter in my book, I talk about the first potential is really our, our, our human body because this is really what houses us, our spirit, to have these experiences and to understand our human body as being something very sacred and really being a temple and understanding how to nourish that body, you know, so that we can live optimally and experience everything fully when, we're op- when, when our body is operating from a healthy perspective. And that's really the first, one of the first potentials that I talk about is, that, is our bodies and our physical potential. And then I just progress on from there. Um, another aspect really is our intuitiveness. This is something that we all have. You know, that's an aspect of ourselves that I believe that we do all possess. Some exhibit it more so than others. However, we all have the potential to have a sense of intuitiveness about, about us. Mm, without a doubt, we do. And that, that a lot of people don't, you know, really see in themselves or fully understand what it is. But um, throughout the book, um, are you giving, uh, I know you said that you're, you're working with the metaphysical concepts and, and sort of combining everything, but mm-hmm. is there like a checklist? Is there a way? If I was to say to you, um, well, how can I reach my full potential? Well, see, there... I, actually, I actually didn't want to do that because I didn't want to, you know, um, I, I didn't want to, want, to, want to give one way of doing something. I wanted to give 
you know, different possibilities, and like I said earlier, really inspire the individual to formulate something for themselves. Mm. You know, I, 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 when I talk about all these, this is really about our, you know, our astrological chart and our astrological composition and those energies and to understand how to use those energies personally. You know, so from my standpoint, I would look at someone's chart and, you know, work from there and look at those potentials. And once the individual understands those potentials, you can really become much more creative and dynamic with whatever it is that you're doing in your life. So I think I remember seeing on your website some reference to, in essence, your astrological chart in a way is, is and I think somebody just said this even tonight, in fact, is sort of the blueprint. Um, and then do you develop, do you teach a person then how to develop themselves to sort of fit into those shoes? Well, when I, when I meet with clients, I talk about, you know, I'll, I'll give them the strongest potentials that lie within their charts. And really what they do with the, the energies, it's up to them. I'll talk about, you know, the strengths that I see in the chart and how they can develop them. And I will encourage the individual to really develop, it, develop these potentials for themselves. You know, I'll, I'll show you the way. I'll offer you suggestions. However, you know, just like we said earlier about the free will, it's going to be up to you with what, with what you do with these energies. You know, I'll talk about what's going on specifically at a given time in an individual's life when they come to me so that I can help them understand spiritually what is happening in their lives and what the universe is trying to show them about themselves. Mm. And based on the information that I give them, it's, you're, it's really you know, up to them what they are going to do from that moment forward. I'm hoping to inspire them to possibly see something that they may not necessarily see that I can see in their chart that could help bring some sort of understanding to what's going on in their lives from a spiritual perspective. So in a way, you're really empowering them to... Um, to to live their life or, and and end up stepping up to the plate of what their planets are actually telling you, um, you know, you know or the potentials that the planets are telling you exist for them. I use you know I, I've used this analogy over the years that I see that our astrological chart is that you know when we come into this existence. You know, before we've come into this existence, we kind of we pick out the colors on the color palette that we're going to use while we're here, and what it is that we're painting while we are here, we're kind of you know creating that as we go along with those specific colors that we've chosen to you know before we embarked upon this journey. So, mm. well, I think that's that's fascinating, and your book absolutely sounds fascinating to me as well. Um, we did. Um, you did sort of mention about, you know, there's the potential for other um, events to be happening in mm -hmm. 2010. Would you be able to give us some, you know, predictions for 2010 well, for the balance part for the rest of the year? Well, one, you know, I, I, I am concerned about, you know, terroristic activity being on the rise, and I'm a little bit more specific on my website with the dates, and I believe one hot time that I'm remembering is around the mid, mid to late March time frame, you know, where I do see some potential terrorist activity being on the rise or taking place. You know, during the, um, in 1993, on the attack on the World Trade Center in 2001, uh, the planets Pluto and Saturn were making some very specific aspects, and they're doing something very similar in this coming year as well. And there's other things that I'm factoring into those conclusions, not only those two planets, because when we're looking at charts, you're really looking and factoring thousands and thousands of points. 
mm-hmm. those two energies were the strongest during the uh, um, attacks in 1993 and in 2001, and again during this time frame. So this, you know, as well as other um, factors, are leading me to conclusions that we can certainly possibly see, you know, terrorist activities taking place during this year as well. Well, I remember reading that on your website as far as the end of March of mm-hmm. this year, and I had a trip planned that um, I, I, I did not cancel or change because of that prediction, but it's been on my mind, and the opportunity came for me to take the trip at another time, so I'm taking the trip at another time. So I guess that, that answers the question that was asked early on, Joanna, when you asked me if I follow astrology. Right. <laughs> I guess in an in, indirect way, I guess I do, because that was Well, I'm upset mind. because the trip was going to be to see I know. I'm angry at astrology right now. <laughs> well, any other time. I mean, Ray, is there a better time for me to take that trip? <laughs> well, wait a minute. Ray, let me certain just holidays. She's always invited. She's always invited. So, so. Certain <laughs> holidays are very likely to uh, provoke terrorist attacks, and wouldn't there be, uh, let's say, the Passover, Easter holidays mm. in uh, March, late March, uh, that could be a factor. So in a sense, it's predictable from from that uh, frame of reference, too. Well, well I'm I've, curious given, I gave, I've, gave, I've given a couple of time frames during the year. That was one time frame, and I specifically, if I'm remembering, I said around March 25th. I think <gasps> Easter is in um, April this year. It's in April. Okay, but actually, the Passover actually, holiday. Actually, Easter is based on uh, lunar cycles, which a lot of people don't really know about. But Can you pinpoint where the terrorist attacks? You know, that's, that I'm not certain of. You know, that's a little bit more difficult, and I'm not... You know what, I'm, I'm really not certain. I could see the time frames. I'm not certain exactly where, and sometimes that's very frustrating for me as an astrologer because we can't always be, you know, pinpoint things. So that, that, that's very frustrating. Were there other times that the planetary aspects are the same as they're going to be on March 25th? I mean, have we seen that since um, September 11th, 2001? Not exactly. You know, planet, you know what? It, it, a planetary configuration is so extremely rare. And actually, I, I talk about this in the introduction of my book, how these charts are so unique and so they're, they're like snowflakes. They're so unique and so individual, you know, because, you know, there are times where planetary, certain planet, planetary, planetary patterns may be similar. However, all the other planets may not necessarily be in, in, in similar positions as they were at another time. So that's going to give us a completely different, you know, a backdrop to how the planetary activity is going to take place. Mm. So you can see some similarities. They're not necessarily going to be exactly the same because, you know, over thousands and thousands of years, planetary patterns really aren't repeated because, you remember, there's nine, there are nine bodies out there as well as the sun and the moon that you're factoring in. So you'll have millions and millions of possibilities of how they can just all fit into a certain, you know, certain pattern. So. Mm. Um, are there any other predictions that you can give us for 2010? Sure. You know, I, the economy is one thing that's on everybody's mind. You know, and I certainly feel that the worst of this crisis is, is behind us. However, I'm cautioning that we don't get um, too comfortable, that we don't, we don't have a sense of like a false positive that you know what everything is okay because I do feel that there's a possibility that there may we may dip back into um, 
a, a recession. So we need to be very, very careful with that. You yeah, know. I mean that's a that's a, a a challenging aspect right now for so many people. It really it is. is the economy. You know, and and this is something else that I you know that I've been talking a lot about. Really, you know, looking past these economic conditions, what the universe is trying to inspire us to do is to become much more spiritual and connected to a sense of spirituality and know that you know regardless of what's happening in the outside world. We're okay when we realize and remember that we're connected to spirit, that we are connected to everything that we need. Regardless of what's happening in the outside world, we're going to be okay. Because, you know, if you think about it, there are some people who have been thriving during these times. During the Great Depression, there were some, you know, millionaires that were born. You know, who's going to say what's going to happen to who? Mm. You know, and I believe that we can all be okay when we know that, you know what, I'm connected to spirit. I'm connected to everything that that I need in physical form, we're going to be okay. Well, and I really and believe that we're yeah. trying, this, the universe is trying to to inspire us to become much more spiritual and less materialistic. Well, that's very true because it it really does. The economy isn't what's going to make us rich or not or or be a challenge for us financially. Mm-hmm. It's it's as you say, our spirituality and a whole lot of other factors. I mean, I'm such a a fan of the law of attraction, so I mm-hmm. definitely you know, feel that what we're radiating from the inside is obviously what we're going to draw in. But mm-hmm. it's so true. I mean, even in a poor economy, there's people that are making, you know, trillions of dollars. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, on, from an astrological standpoint, Ray, what does, um, you know, what does astrology tell us about December 21st? 2012. I mean, is that really the end? You know, I, I, you know, if I, I, I tell you, I, I think someone, you know, that the media is really, you know, um, sensationalizing uh, this 2012 thing. And I, 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 you know, what? It's really about a shift in consciousness. My, personally, I really don't believe the world is going to end on December 21st, 2012. You know. Well, I'm preparing um, just in case. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm preparing just in case. Well, I, you know what, I, I, in, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I don't think everything's going to abruptly cease to exist on that date. I, I believe that we are just moving to a, a higher level of consciousness, and that's really it's the end of a cycle and the beginning of an, of another cycle. You know, and it's kind of like when you're looking at at planetary patterns and planetary energies. You know, there's not necessarily a definitive beginning and end. It's kind of like when you're looking at the colors of the rainbow. You know, you can see how they blend into one another, but you can't necessarily see where one begins and one ends. That's mm-hmm. kind of like how planetary patterns work, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I'm, so I think it's highly unlikely that something's going to, you know, we're all going to cease to exist on December, you know, uh, 21st, 2012. So, so there's nothing really... Um you know, horrific that you see about that date. I'm actually more concerned about 2010 <laughs> than 2012. <laughs> you know, basically because of the the eclipses that are coming. We have a very very powerful eclipse that's taking place in in um, in June. You know that I feel is much more volatile than anything happening in 2012. You know, the one of the most powerful things that are happening in 2012 is that Neptune is moving into its own sign of Pisces. And that's really going to amplify um, uh, our sense of spiritual spirituality. Mm. Also, you know, something that I've been noticing in the last 
probably about year, year and a half or so with clients that are coming to me, anyone who has the potential of having a very strong sense of intuitiveness, th- that part of them is really being amplified. And I believe that we're all, you know, all becoming much more sensitive and much more intuitive. And it's part of this shift of consciousness that's taking place that's leading us uh, to living uh, an existence that's much, much, much more spiritual. Mm. Um, well, I definitely agree with that. And you had mentioned um, you're more concerned about this June 2010. Um, this, this, this year, yes. Yeah. Um, is there anything, I, I know we're sort of running out of time with this, but is there anything that you want to throw out to us about that that particular um, time? Any, well, any, con- you know, any it, real it, concerns? It's, well, I, I, you know, it's it's really you know the the, the biggest concern that that it's bringing to me is really just terrorist activity, mm. you know, and just the eclipse is taking place at that time. However, the effects of an eclipse can certainly be felt months in advance and months after. So this entire year, at certain times, where you know we can be uh, volatile, what I what I would like to really kind of like get out there is that. You know, regardless of all this, we can't live our lives in fear, and I think that we have to be aware to live in love and not fear, and that will offset any potential negative energy. Well, I fully agree with that. Ray, how can, excuse me, how can listeners get in touch with you? Sure. You can visit my website, and that's astrologerray.com. That's astrologerray.com. There's all information about my book, myself, as well as my predictions for this year. So. Terrific. Um, thank you, Ray. Um, before we are, we begin taking calls, can I put you on the spot and ask if you have any astrologic, uh, astrological indicators for me? Oh, actually, you know what? There are a couple. Of, one thing specifically that I want to talk about is are the shifts that are going to be taking place this year for you regarding your career. I think you're going to be making some very big changes in terms of the direction that your career takes based on awareness that is coming to you about what it is that you really need to do for yourself as well as the public. And this, again, it has to do with the eclipse that's taking place this year and how it's hitting your chart as well as um, the planet Uranus is crossing your midheaven and going into your 10th house. That is going to, it's kind of going to bring you a whole different sense of awareness about what direction you need to take professionally. And because you have Pisces on the cusp of your 10th house, it's, always, it's going to be all about spirituality and how you're going to incorporate a different sense, a deeper sense of spirituality with what it is that you do. Wow. Wow, thank you. Well, the phone lines are open, and Ray will be taking calls um, with us, along with Dr. Cirillo and myself. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. I believe we do have some callers on the line. Who is our first caller? Our first caller is Anne. She has a question about her relationships. Anne. Hey, hi, hi. How are you? Hi, Anne. Good, good. Welcome how are you? How, how can we help you? Um, I have a question about um, a relationship I just started with somebody. I'm uh, I'm from New York, and I was home. I, right now I live in Chicago, and I was home for the uh, holidays, and I happened to meet this young man and we really hit it off, but um, right now we're kind of having a long-distance relationship, and mm-hmm. it's sort of strange because it's, you know, the beginning, and we're kind of, like, in different cities. But in June, I'm going to be moving back to New York. So I was wondering, 
if you could uh, see anything about where this relationship is going. Sure. I need his first name. And, Ray, you're, you're going to need some birth information Actually, here? Actually, I I, I'm already getting information. If I okay, so why don't you look <laughs> at it, and then I'll, I'll let you You know what? You I'm, I'm actually sensing there's two relationships there. I'm getting, like, a sense of duality. There's this one, and there's something else. So it's not going to necessarily be just this one relationship. I think you're going to have to decide between two relationships. I'm actually feeling oh. somebody. Um, uh, and is there somebody that you were involved with, I would say, in the past couple of years? Because there's such a strong energy. I, I pick up the two energies around you, as Ray was saying. Yeah, there's two energies um, But I'm feeling it's somebody you already know, This the second energy. Uh, yeah, probably. Somebody I know from uh, maybe like I've known him for 10 years. Right. Yeah, bingo. That, that's the energy I'm feeling because it feels very set. And it feels to me that you guys, I almost want to say, um, have done this route before. It kind of feels to me because it's not, a, it's not um, the kind of energy for me that feels distant. It feels like it's been close, it's been intimate, but it cycles. It's not constant. <clears throat> but I feel so much that connection of heart of hearts between the two of you. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> what, is the person's, what is the person's first name from your past? Um, it is uh, Matt. Matt. And the person from your today, from your this new guy, what's his first name? Uh, Daniel. Daniel, okay. Um well, I defi- definitely I'm feeling so much of a connection with Matt. I really, really am. With with Daniel, I want to say I feel what almost feels like an excitement. And Well, any new relationship, obviously, at the beginning has that, that new element and that excitement. Um, I'm not feeling that very deep, um, that, that, that wow factor as far as the connection goes. It feels like it felt like it was there at the beginning, but it's almost as time is passing by, I'm um, just... I don't know, it's almost as if I, I see you sort of listening to things that he's saying and sort of not connecting with it. Is that true? Um, not really. I, I wouldn't make any dis- strong decisions about it right now. I would, if, you know, if you don't have to, don't make any, 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 any significant decisions about it right now. I think there's much more clarity that will come to you. You said you're making a move in June? Yeah, I'm going to okay. be coming back to New York. All right. Once you make that move, that's when the sense of clarity is going to come to you. I, I, I think I have, to, I have to agree with Lady Fontaine on this one. I'm not feeling a very strong emotional connection with this new individual, you know, and I think that you might have to decide between the two. So, And it will happen once you make the move. Okay. Did that answer your question? Oh. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that was insightful. <laughs> I hope it gave you something to think about as well. So, <laughs> Right, I mean, you know, yes. and it doesn't feel bad. I feel that, you know, he Daniel feels like a nice guy. Um, you're you're going to see as this evolves. You, you truly are. Um, you know, is there something going on in the relationship right now that is concerning you? Because to me it kind of feels, um, I don't know, it just doesn't have that tremendous wow factor to me. So are you feeling that? Um, yeah, I I am, but it's kind of uh, guarded, you know, because of the distance. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with Ray. Um, you know, see how it plays out, and when you get back here, you're going to know. You're intuitively going to know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to be the only person around you. Um, if, if it's a reconnection with Matt, which I feel 
to me, it kind of feels you guys haven't fully let go um, or, you know, the potential of actually meeting somebody else when you actually get back here is definitely in your energy. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like you're in for a very busy year. <laughs> you really oh, are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Dr. Cirillo, is there anything you want to say? Well, I, I agree. It sounds like along with the uh, ellipse uh, eclipse that's coming uh, in June, certainly she's going to have to decide. It sounds like this new Daniel provides some excitement or there's something about him that you realize you've been missing in Matt all along, even if Matt is more enduring. But is there some special quality that, that Daniel has that that makes you now say, you know, maybe he's the right one for me? Well, he feels like a good conversationalist to me, is he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We I mean, talk about like, all sorts of things. <clears throat> but I still, to me, I'm not feeling that tremendous wow factor in, in it. I feel it's a nice, decent connection, and I feel, um, you know, I feel a nice energy between the two of you. You're going to see when you get here. I feel, I personally feel it's going to continue. You guys are going to continue talking, communicating, um, I feel, I actually see you, the very strong potential of you guys, you know, hooking up, dating, and it continuing when you get when you get here. I just feel the the very strong potential of there being, as Ray had picked up at the beginning, there being somebody else. In very addition to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it sounds to me like you've got some, you know, interesting um, experiences ahead of you, and obviously some choices that you're going to have to make. You, you'll right? make the decision after you make the move. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so okay. much for your call. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, who's our next caller? Our next caller is Wendy, and Wendy has a question about love, her love life. Uh, hi, hi, Wendy. Hello, everyone. Hi. hi how are you? I'm good. How are good. you? Good. Good. What is and your question? Okay, my question is regarding a relationship with Steve. I'm wondering how he feels and what you see coming up for us. Okay. Um, Ray, are you going to need birth information on this one? Uh, yeah. Just give, me, yeah. just give me your birth date one day. My birth date is May 13th, 1969. Okay. You know... Is he how how well do you know this individual? Because I'm what I'm sensing is that you may not necessarily know him too well, and I feel something is unstable with him, like emotionally, and he may not be able to give you what you need on an emotional level. I, I I'm I'm I need to caution you to just to for you to be cautioned emotionally because there's something that feels very unstable about his emotional well-being. I'm almost yeah. feeling that he he's not he's not over something, but it may not necessarily be a relationship. Does that right. does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So yeah. I, I got to just for you proceed with caution. That is what I'm I'm sensing and what I would like to say to you. Okay. Lady um, Fontaine. Yeah, my take on it is. Um, well, you know, I, uh, let me say this. I kind of feel what Ray is is, is zooming in on here. What the, my take on it is, uh, it, it almost feels to me that full moment, momentum hasn't built up in this relationship, and it kind of feels to me it's stalled and it's stagnant. 
Um, yeah. And and I I feel um, almost like you know attempts, numerous attempts to try to revitalize it and to to you know I don't know to sort of make it different, make it better, improve it. But I don't feel anything changing. To me, it's like the straight flat line mm-hmm. um, with almost no you know uh, peaks or valleys. It's just like almost going nowhere kind of feeling. Um, yeah. How long have you it's actually? A- no- how, how long, how long I was going to ask the same thing, how okay. long they had been dating each other. Because you're like 41 years old. Has this been dragging on? And, and of course, you want to you wanna make it more serious, and he doesn't. That's the sense I'm getting. Yeah, this has been going on since March of last year. Mm. He gets That's not the, that long, really. No. Yeah. Have you been seeing each other since March of uh, 2009? Right. And so it's gets, not even a year. No, he okay. gets close, backs away, gets close, backs away. I, I mean, like I said earlier, I just feel that he, emotionally he may not be available. He's not. You know, and like I, I said, it's not, it's not because of you or another person. There's something in the past, but it's not like a relationship from the past. It could be maybe it's a family matter, but something that's still kind of like, it's almost like he's been, He's been carrying this heartache with him, uh-huh. I'm going to say, for like seven years. So if you maybe think about what happened seven years ago, maybe, the, you know, it's just to help you give you a little bit of understanding. And remember, you know, we're kind of like working with, the, you know, very tightly here, so. Yeah. I mean, with what you know about him, is this making sense, what we're saying to you? Yes, it does. It makes okay. perfect sense, yeah. All right. Have you, can I ask you, when, were you married before, Wendy? Uh, yes, I was. All right, because you, you will have another relationship. You have two significant love relationships. So if you already had one, there's another one coming. I'm not, I've got to be honest, I'm not sure if it's this one, so mm. just be careful for yourself. You know, like I said earlier, proceed with caution. That's what I'm suggesting for you. I, oh. I agree with that because I feel the quote-unquote true love of your life or second love of your life, um, I'm feeling... Um, him coming in in the fall, I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be the fall of this year, but I feel the fall. Um, it'll be the autumn month. So it, mm-hmm. it could be September, October, November of this year or even the year after. Oh, wow. Because I know. I... There's no way to really rush these <laughs> these things. But work on yourself. That, that to me, is always the key. But no matter um, how I look at it, I'm just seeing autumn leaves all around um, mm-hmm. you know, you meeting this new person. But it is going to be dynamic. It's, it's almost going to be what I want to say, a 180 from what you have in this relationship. I feel in your energy um, almost like a constant state of um, letdown, and it's almost like an emotional roller coaster ride with him. I just feel you're not getting in, many of your needs met, and just this constant, I almost want to say chronic feeling within you of letdown. True? Exactly. Exactly right. true. Just be careful, okay, honey? Okay. All right, be careful. All right, thank you so much for your call. Oh, thank you for letting me call in. Oh, my pleasure. Be well, sweetie. Stay well. Lots of love Okay, you. thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, who's our next caller? Um, our next caller is Drew, and his question about the planetary alignment. Ooh, uh, I think that Ray will have to take that one. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> All right. Can we be a little bit more specific with what you're asking there, Drew? Oh, sure. Um, I was born during the um, Stellium of 62, and I was wondering what kind of 
effects or, or what what should I be looking? Is there anything that stands out in this next year that I All should right. be aware of? All right. When you say the stellium, are you talking about Uranus and Pluto and Virgo? Um, no, the seven planet one in February of sixty-two. Um. There were seven planets, and you know, I, 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 unless I have an ephemeris in front of me, I'm not sure what your. I know that there were uh, Uranus and Pluto were in very tight uh, aspect, as well as they were aspecting Neptune. What was happening during that time, especially during you know the, the children that were born in the mid '60s, they're really at this time right now are the ones who are kind of waking up humanity to all this stuff that's going on. So it really, you know, it, I'd have to see exactly where it's hitting your chart if you wanted to talk about it, you specifically. Do you know right, like, what, it, like where in your chart this is taking place? Yeah, from? all seven are in my fifth house. In your Well, that's actually, the fifth house is very creative. That's, there's a lot of creative energy there. You know, and are there the, there the planets in Virgo? Um, my rising sign is Libra. Um, you know what? I'm not sure exactly. I know my sun, moon, Yeah, Venus. that's a little, yeah, unless, it's kind of hard unless you have a chart right in front of you, because I'm kind of right. making some educated guesses right now. Right, so, but whatever the seven were at the time, I had them. <laughs> and uh, they were... Sounds like a it sounds like you're a pretty special person and and you're really into this. You've been into it for a long time and now you're thinking there's something specific that's uh, going to be happening uh, up and coming I to people something. that were born. Well, you said you have a Libra yeah. rising. Is that what? Yeah, Libra. What degree rising. is your rising sign? You know what? I'm not sure because I just actually I just found all this stuff out when a girlfriend of mine um, sent me a, a chart. All right, if you have Saturn going over your ascendant right now, that's a very significant time time regarding your own personal um, empowerment and development. So, you know, if it's early degrees, it's happening, you're in kind of like in the thrust of it right now, you know. So um, that's why I'm asking if you know what degree your rising sign is. You know what, I do not. Okay. I don't. All right. Well, if you're watching, you know what's happening astrologically when Saturn passes over your ascendant. It's going to be a significant time in your own life for you personally, regarding how you're growing and how you're developing. And if you want to think about where you were um, about 28, 30 years ago, because that's the last time Saturn did that, you've moved from that stage and you're going on to the next stage of development. Okay. Now, again, I'm just being specific because I don't have your chart in front of me, but I'm just trying to give you something to think about. And you have to see, you know, depending on what degree, when it's going to hit that ascendant. Okay. All right. right? Okay, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. All right, who's our next caller? Um, that is all the callers we have for tonight. Um, oh. The, uh, oh. Unfortunately, our, our switchboard just went down. Uh, I believe they're having technical difficulties through. Uh, oh no! Oh. Yeah. yeah. So no, no pretty music in the end, and too. I apologize. Well, fortunately, we have a very interesting guest. So uh, I don't know. I'd like to ask him a little bit about my own chart, as I I don't know if you heard <laughs> me telling Lady Fontaine seriously at the okay, beginning go. about my Mars being in Pisces. I had my friend. Uh, my I, friend's brother did it when I was 15. Were you listening I, at that point? I heard, yes, I heard it earlier. Okay. Now, do you know where 
the Mars is in your chart? Because I know you, they, that astrologers said that you would not gain popularity. Was that correct? Is that what that you, my life would be one you know, constant uh, try attempt I, to gain popularity, which would rarely, if ever, be achieved. Where do you know where the Moon is placed in your chart? Yes, Cancer. About what house? Uh. I don't know. I'm a Scorpio sun sign. Uh, like I said, he thought it was Sagittarius, but then it later turned out somebody did it with a calculator. Scorpio. I- I'm not sure what house. Uh, you have, okay. You have a Scorpio rising? Supposedly. It's right on the cusp. That's why originally the mathematician okay. thought you... it was Sagittarius. All right. Were you born early in the morning? I was born at 935 in New York, yes. A.M.? Okay. So A.M. You okay, you certainly could have the Scorpio rising. Actually, interesting, with the Scorpio rising and your moon in Cancer, you know, that is that is very intuitive. That's a lot of knowingness, you know, mm-hmm. and that just brings, you know, a whole depth and dimension to what it is that you do, especially if you're a double Scorpio. That's very, very powerful. And I know you said earlier, you know, you're a bit of a skeptic. Scorpio is actually the sign of the skeptic. So <laughs> Really? That, yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, I don't want to know however, what is. you know, however, um, it also it makes you really investigate and uncover things. You know, because uh-huh. your, your ruler is is Pluto. You know, so Pluto is you know is the sign of the investigator, and it really uncovers that which you know may be deep and shadowy and dark at times. Um, your moon. I gotta see. I'm trying to figure out what house. I'm trying to do this in the math in my head, uh, where the where uh, the moon. Was. I know they told me my moon was on sort of on the cusp of Cancer and Gemini. It would be on the cusp of Gemini or Cancer. Gemini comes first. Right. So, so it was on the cusp of Gemini, and it was. Oh, uh, it Cancer. would have. Well, it's one or the other, honey. <laughs> you know. Um, it can't be both. It has to be. It could be on the cusp, but it has to be one or the other. It was in Cancer, but it, it was in Cancer. All right, because if it was on the cusp, then it's probably early degree Cancer. So that really gives you a very strong emotional intuitiveness uh, <laughs> combined with that double Scorpio that you have. And that's so um, true with Dr. Cirillo. I mean, she came on here honestly, Ray, as such a yeah, skeptic, and really. now I don't know if you've listened to any of our shows, but she mm-hmm. is becoming so intuitive, yeah. and I feel it's just. You know, she's, I don't know, Jean, like, are you listening in a different way when you hear callers? I, I mean, how are you becoming so intuitive? Be. It's kind of like I'm not consciously doing it, but these intuitive flashes are just coming to me, and I'm not discarding them. I'm, I'm letting them out. Ooh, have trust. You, Good. Have you noticed that it's been developing much more so in this, like, last year or so, that part of yourself? Yes, and with doing the show with Lady Fontaine, I've noticed well, it uh, rubbing off on me. Well, she, first of all, Lady Fontaine is, if you could see her chart, she's incredibly intuitive. And like wow. like I was saying earlier about those of us who are already intuitive, this time now, that part of us is being amplified. So I think you're becoming much more aware of your own sensitivity and your own intuitiveness, especially, I mean, you have this power potential already there. I mean, that double Scorpio and the moon in Cancer you know, I mean, you. This is already there for you. Now it's being amplified that much more for you. You know, and, but one thing I would suggest is really 
allowing yourself to release any fears that you might have. And that's, that's really what's going to open up the gates for you, to really allow all this to come through to you. You mean to allow myself to release the fears and to, Correct. in a sense, trust my own instinct. Yes, to release the fear, yes. I recognize it and then release it. Yeah, I've been doing that. I've been working on that. You know, and this is really, and if your moon is an early degree of cancer, you know, you're probably having Pluto hit it pretty hard, so that's really powering up, you know, this part of yourself. It's really amping it up. It's really bringing out these qualities. And, you know, if if you really truly want public recognition, because the moon in our chart is, um, indicates public recognition. This is going to be the time for you to do that. If, wow. You know, so, you know, mm-hmm. just really just notice what happens for you in this coming year. Okay. Now's the time to get that elusive uh, fame and popularity and all these uh, things that I've been feeling a lack of. Also, the astrologer then did tell me that after age 40, I would probably be involved in a scandal because of something I wrote. And I know I've always written and said things that were controversial, but just recently I've gotten over at least, I'd say, a minor version of that, uh, something I I wrote in emails. So, yeah, that was predicted in my chart back then. Wow. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, that is. Um, And and Frank. Frank is the elusive one who he's been, uh, I have to explain to you, um, Ray, that he's been hatched, so I'm not quite sure if the same, you know. <laughs> not um, hatched. What? Not hatched. <laughs> why is reproduced by budding? That's what I, that's what I mentioned. So, oh, so, my. So I'm not sure if the same concept for astrology would work. And Frank is very secretive. He won't give us his birth information. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my birth information. You don't, I, you know, I mean, you don't have to if you're not comfortable with it. Are you a Scorpio with a Scorpio rising? I, I am yeah, a, we're uh, usually I the secret one. I'm sorry? Do you know if you have a Scorpio rising or a moon in Scorpio? I don't know any of that. I'm sorry. No. Uh, okay. All I know is the year and time I was born. Um, you said you're a Taurus. Were you born... Yeah. Um, like late in the day, like around six o'clock at night. Uh, just about uh, somewhere near about seven thirty. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You actually, you might have a Scorpio rising then. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, um, it, it'd be interesting to see where your moon is. And you, you never had your chart done before. I did once. Um, I really, it was years and years ago, back in college. So okay. I mean, it was eerily accurate, like I was saying earlier. But um, uh. Besides that, I mean, all I can say is uh, I was born on May 1st, and I am a Taurus, consequently, and I was born at around 7.30, so. Okay, all right. Do you actually, are you, do you, are you, have you been having any challenges in your life that have to do with family matters? Because I feel there's some sort of a family situation that you need to pay attention to. If you're not aware <laughs> of it, 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 is that true? Um, well, nothing that seems abnormal no uh but all right. i mean then, like you said i could not be aware of it hold on a second <laughs> i think it's something that's coming around march april you're going to be much more aware of it so just notice what's going on with family matters around that time because that's the first thing that's just kind of like jumping out at me so i gotta you know that's that's what i gotta get across to you um so just like i said see what happens around that time is there anything you want to ask me um well, you know, yeah. While we're while we're 
while we're on it, how about career? Um, having a, a whole bunch of uh, things going on, coming up, possibilities, ifs and ends. Do you okay. see anything there? Yeah. The, 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 career-wise, it's going to be more significant later part of this year. I think from now until September, it's mm-hmm. about a time of like seeing what your options are. Not till after September you're going to really know and understand what decisions you need to make. So I'm saying, feeling from now until then, see what's out there for you. Look at your options. If I, I suggest, if you don't have to make any significant decisions regarding like a career matter, uh, I would hold off if you don't have to. All right. I think because I feel there's going to be a greater sense of clarity, like the last third of this year regarding. Um, a career matter or career matters. So, you know, like I said, from now until September, uh, you know, see what opportunities are out there for you, see what opportunities come to you, you know, because it's kind of like a time of exploring right now. It's not a time of making decisions or making any significant changes. And, again, I have to say if you don't have to. I mean, if you have to do something, you have to do something. However, if you have the option, the opportunity of, of really just not making any decisions right now, I'd say wait till the last, you know, the last few months of the, this year because I think the clarity is going to be greater than for you. Uh, that's really interesting. Thank you very much. I really well, appreciate it. Well, can I add to that a little bit? Because I'm seeing into 2011, um, I don't know, for January and February to me, and those aren't normally months that would jump out at me as being – phenomenal month for anyone's career, but it is absolutely resonating for you. So it almost feels to me, Frank, that an opportunity is going to somehow appear in sometime in the <clears throat> excuse me, the latter part of two thousand and ten, but it's gonna to me it feels like it's gonna skyrocket. It's gonna open up into, you know, a whole new aspect for you and big. It's gonna be very, very big in the early part of two thousand and eleven. If there was a fast-forward button, I'd really appreciate it right now. I know. Right. You know what? There's no you know way what, to speed this up. I mean, I guess there is in a way, but... Um, you know, they- I, I, I just got to say something just from my own experiences. You know, sometimes, I mean, we so want things to be to fast-forward and to move quickly. However, you know, I think if we can really appreciate the process, when we get to the end result, we're going to appreciate it that much more because... It's it's really kind of like a process of discovery for you right now, and that's why I'm saying really be open to opportunities that are coming to you. And, you know, if, if something comes along that's like, you know what, I don't think I would have ever really gone in that direction, acknowledge that because I think there's information that's there for you. That's exactly what was crossing my mind as you were saying that because, I mean, like everybody, I have preconceived notions of what it is, where I want to be uh, at X amount of time, but... You're right. I guess I guess it it is sort of a uh, being open to new opportunities or or, or things that I did not consider before. Especially thank you, thank you for time, yeah, especially this time now. Like I said, that's really what this time, these next few months are about for you. So, can I ask? I'm excited to ask. Can I ask you a question, Joanna? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about your uh, child? Yeah, well, I'm yeah. a Libra with a Taurus moon and Aquarius rising. Okay. What do you know? What degree Libra is? Mm. What like what date is your um is your birthday? Se- September thirtieth. So you're early degree Libra. Mhm. Um, and what did you say was your rising? Aquarius. Aquarius rising. Okay. And your moon? Taurus. 
Okay. Uh, did you want to? Ask, you said you wanted to ask me something. Was there um, anything specific? Uh, that, that'll help me um, narrow career down my energy. All right. What do you do? For, what? 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 what I'm an actress career? and a producer. Okay. I think that you're going to find yourself being much more involved in production than acting. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's where it's going for you. Has there been a shift in that direction for you? Well, I'm doing both. All right. I'm, I feel that it's going more towards. It's going to be going more towards production. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the shift is going to take place from now till July. You'll notice the shift happening in in that direction. All right. Um, I also feel, are you in a relationship right now? Um, there's somebody I care about a lot. All right. Be careful that that doesn't interfere with anything. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm also, I'm feeling that this, either the individual will knowingly or not may throw a monkey wrench into the situation for you. And that's something that you have to be very careful of. All right. Uh-huh. Um, because it feels like someone is, or someone or something is trying to interfere um, w- with your uh, with your career endeavors, and I think it might be. Uh, I, I also feel like a se- there's a, there could be a sense of jealousy there as well. So just be aware of that. Does it have right? to be a romantic person or somebody just around me that could be jealous? I, I, you know what? It could just be someone around you because I'm feeling that type of energy that's around you. You know, and like I said, I do feel that you're going to be going a little bit more towards the production end of it. Um, because a lot of stuff I'm producing, I would be in. Okay. So you, okay. you you think it would be like both together? Well, I well no, I no, I'm feeling a, there's a little bit more production. That's just okay. that's what I'm feeling. It'll well, be I mean, but that's true, Joanna, because you're looking at producing other things that are yeah. not necessarily things, and you haven't done production work in the past like you are in right now. No. No. I think once you get actually get into into the heart of it, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with what you can you can actually do. Yeah. So don't don't discredit that. You know, like I was saying, to, you know, to Frank earlier, you know, really be open to doing something that you might not necessarily think that you know you, you would do. I think the production once you're really in it, you're gonna you know you're gonna see wow, you know, look at all that I can do that I may yeah. not have realized before. So kind of you know, you be open to that. Right, right. Okay. Okay. All right. I will be. And yeah. be careful that someone doesn't try to sabotage what you're trying to do either. Just kind of be aware of, you know, who's around you. Yeah. Well, okay. if she meant, well, I, I don't, I don't want to put anybody in a spot, but I'm just curious who that energy is. Um, uh, it, do you, do you feel Ray that that person is a relationship person or a business related person? I, I'm picking up more of a business-related person, actually. You know, um, more, more limit. It doesn't feel sabotaging to me. It feels limiting her career potential. I, you know what? I'm not. I, I'm not getting a clear picture. I'm just feeling that energy around her, and mm. maybe it is a business individual. I'm not. I got to be honest. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I just mm-hmm. feel that energy around her. Are you feeling a relationship for me? Uh, me. Yeah. Um. Not a, not there's not a significant one right now. Uh-huh. Uh if I had to, you know, venture a guess, I think more as you go into the early part of next year there's going to be the opportunity for a significant relationship to take place. Uh-huh. 
Right now, if you're in one, I'd say just enjoy it. Okay. So. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Well, this has turned Thank out to be. What, what did, did did somebody say something? No, I said thank you. Oh, okay. Um, this has turned out to be um, an unusual show. <laughs> and I'm sorry to be putting you on this spot, but I don't know what happened to our switchboard with all the calls. Frank, do we have access to the music still? I try to um, refresh, and I, I don't even see anything anymore. Un- unfortunately, no. Actually, the show was only reserved for an hour, so I don't have access anymore. Oh, okay. oh they but shut it'll, us off after an hour. Yeah, we're... We we're still going to be on the podcast. That right, it'll prepared. stream. Yeah. So we're we're still. This is all not wasted time. But uh, you know, it was a great evening anyhow. And usually, usually we're a little bit better than we are tonight. I've had a few things that um, uh, I apologize for being late today. I have a few things that have been very distracting uh, to me for the past day or so. But um, I, I do want to thank you so much, Ray, for being here. I mean, and for taking the time to you know, spend one-on-one with us and with the yeah, callers. I think you. it was my absolutely pleasure. awesome. Absolutely my pleasure. And I'm just, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. So it's my pleasure, lady. Oh, Frank. we would love to have you back. And in a day that back, we do the so. show the right way. So good. Very cool. All right. Great. No, and thank you to all our listeners and callers for allowing us to come into your home and into your lives and for sharing your life's experiences with us. Um, you know, uh, I also want to thank my co-hosts, Frank Tadero, Dr. Jean Cirillo, and Joanna Sanchez, um, in gratitude to all of you. Um, Frank, since we don't have music, um, could you just do the announcements for us? Absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody, once again. Remember to tune in next week at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear more of Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo taking your calls live here on Eye on the Future. Titillating conversation and expert advice as callers experience the best of both worlds with two of America's top relationship experts. Tune in next week at 11 p.m. on Tuesday, February 23rd. Our guest is Lady Fontaine's personal astrologer, Lisa Elvin Stellari. Newsflash. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo are now available to give you their expert guidance in private sessions. They'll be offering 15, 30, or 60-minute sessions. Please visit Lady Fontaine's website for additional information and to schedule your appointment with this dynamic duo of relationship life experts who can help guide you through life's challenges. If you enjoyed our show two weeks ago on the paranormal, then you're in for a treat. Starting March 2nd, immediately following Eye on the Future every Tuesday, tune in to The Invisible World with your host, me, Frank Todaro. Lady Fontaine and most of the crew here will be joining me alongside special expert guests to discuss a wide array of topics, from UFOs and government cover-ups to strange happenings and bizarre tales of the supernatural. That's March 2nd. Stay tuned. Those interested in learning more about Dr. Cirillo, please visit her website at drgenetv.net. That's D-R-J-E-A-N-T-V.net. Her book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Self-Testing Your IQ, is available in bookstores now. Your weekly astrological forecast is provided by Lisa Elvin Steltari. Uh, uh, for more information about her Starline report, her astrological predictions, or to have her prepare your astrological chart, visit her at starline-astrology.com. Her contact info is also provided on the Lady Fontaine show page here on Blog Talk Radio. Those interested in learning more about Ray Setti, 
or getting an astrological consultation, then please visit his website at A-S-T-R-O-L-O-G-E-R-R-A-Y.com. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter and Facebook for her latest announcements. Those interested in learning more about Frank Todaro, that's me, please visit my website at franktodaro.tv, F-R-A-N-K-T-O-D-A-R-O.tv. Keep up with all the latest news and highlights about our lovely guest co-host, actress, producer, and acting coach, Joanna Sanchez. Visit her at Joanna Sanchez, J-O-A-N-N-A-S-A-N-C-H-E-Z.com. And follow her on Facebook. Don't miss Joanna's exclusive acting workshop in Houston in February. You can sign up right from her website. This has been Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine. I'm Frank Todaro reminding you to be good to each other and keep looking forward. <laughs>